Sasha's defense, like his, I know uh, Jordy and the coaching staff really appreciate deflections, and that man always is getting deflections and his hands on a lot of balls. So it was good to see that. I also too want to give a shout out to Harrison Barnes. He finished the game with nine points and eight rebounds. Um, those eight rebounds are fucking huge. So I think people need to lay off him for a freaking second because everyone just constantly wants to look at the points and, you know, him missing his shots and this, this, and this. But when it comes down to it, when you get eight rebounds in a game, you're contributing to your team. But I will say that I really don't think Toronto's actually going to trade him unless they get a godfather offer because I really do think they like the tandem of OG and Scotty together. So just putting that out there. I think Siakam's going to be the one that's going, but I do think they're actually going to try and keep OG and sign him long-term. Welcome to the Sports Ethos Kings cast. It's daily. Joined by my co-pilots, Elizabeth and Naima. What's happening? What's up, y'all? Hey, y'all. First quarter, Suns start off hot. For an 11-2 lead, Uncle Keegs gets a dunk and a steal. Monk hits Sasha for a transition layup. Fox hits a difficult high-angle layup. Tie ball game, 26-24 Suns to end the quarter. Second quarter, Sasha hits a right corner three. Good old friend, ex-former King Chmezi Metu blocks the Trey Lyles layup, then gets a layup of his own on the offensive end. Uncle Keegs gets a transition dunk, of course, assisted by Malik Monk. HB hits a three. Interesting to note, it was beautiful to see Monk drive into the paint and spray out to Sasha at the 45 for a missed three. I, I just love that they're looking for him immediately when they come in. Um, Elizabeth and Naima, thoughts from the first half? Well, to be honest, um, the first half, especially the first quarter, I feel like there was like a lack of effort. I don't know if it was because like they didn't play um, since that New Orleans game, but we started to pick it up. We tied the game. We actually went up by like five points at one point. Then the effort started to drop again, especially towards the end of the second half. Um, but I did like what I saw from Sasha. Again, Sasha's defense, like his, I know uh, Jordy and the coaching staff really appreciate deflections. And that man always is getting deflections and his hands on a lot of balls. So it was good to see that from uh, from the bench players. And man, Malik, I... I can't praise Malik enough. He just, you know, he just plays at 100 at all times. He ma- he makes such a difference for our team. Like, we would definitely not be ex- successful as we are now without Malik. So, uh, I just shout out to Malik as always. Yeah, I think the first half, I was, I was a little bit disappointed um, that we just kept settling for the three-point shot. I think that's like sometimes our kryptonite is we continue just to you know, shoot, shoot the three, which I get, you know, you want to shoot when, especially when you have it open, but I feel like we were able to get easily inside. I feel like Sabonis was able to be aggressive. Um, Nurkic, I mean, he's an okay defender in the paint, uh, but I, you know, we can get like the mid range shot, things like that. So I think it was a little disappointing that they were kind of just settling for the three. And I think that's why um, Phoenix was able to get that, you know, big of a lead going into halftime. But I, I like what I saw that. I mean, they were moving the ball around. I thought Fox was kind of being aggressive. He was just missing his shots early. Keegan, I felt like, he, you know, was missing his shots as well. So, you know, it's kind of hard in the NBA to win, you know, when you don't have, when you don't make your shots. But uh, thankfully, obviously, the second half, they got it going. And Naima, I'm really glad you mentioned Sasha and his defense. Um, yeah, granted, you know, it's been said ever since he was announced that 
his rights were going to the Kings even last year. They said, oh, well, he probably can't play defense. They thought he would be a, a street cone. But what do you know? Basketball players with high IQ and they know where the balls are going to go can still anticipate and get into the passing lanes and use their hands to deflect passes or even get blocks um, when need be. So, yeah, props to him for being solid on that end. Third quarter, Kings clean up their turnovers. Big ups, Coach Brown, for getting the players to lock in at halftime. Keegan and Fox start hitting shots. Barnes gets a dunk on a nice cut. Kings up 15. Sasha and Keon hit threes. Fourth quarter, Suns go on a little run and cut the lead to six. Sasha, Sasha hits a three. Fourth quarter, Fox appears, makes 12 straight points. Kings up 11 with five minutes to go. Suns start double-teaming Fox. Fox hits the sidestep three. Kings up 10 with 144 to go. The arena is quiet. The Suns announcers take the bass out of their voices. Fox with 32 points. Domas with another double-double, 15 and 17 rebounds. Game, blouses, light the beam. So I like defensively what they were trying to do to Devin Booker. I mean, obviously Devin Booker's good. He's going to get his. But I like that they were throwing the double team at him, kind of making him pass out of it. But our rotations were obviously a bit late on some possessions. But it's funny when you watch a team try to blitz De'Aaron Fox with two people in the double team, he's just so freaking fast that he just blows right by it. And he can get to the you know, the lane, hit a mid-range shot, hit a freaking layup. I mean, he can just do so many things when teams double-team him. I've never seen a player get out of a double-team as fast as Aaron Fox does. And then it just opens up kind of the rest of the offense you know, ability to kind of pass out to the three-point, hit a three-point shot. Um, but obviously the second half was a lot different. We were starting to hit our shots. I thought we were being more aggressive. Our defense obviously picked up. Um, the bench was huge tonight. Uh, Sasha coming off the bench, doing what he did. The defense that Sasha was playing was great. Malik obviously always coming off the bench, providing those minutes. Um, obviously De'Aaron Fox, you know, doing his thing in the fourth quarter. But I want to give a shout-out to Keon um, Ellis. I thought he played really good tonight. Uh, his backup minutes were amazing. And then also, I really liked the lineup. They had Malik, Keon, and De'Aaron Fox on the floor at once. And I really liked that lineup because it kind of gave them options of, you know, moving the ball quickly around. So Keon hit some big threes, uh, which I like as well. So, yeah, I'm, I'm happy with this win. It was an ugly win. Um, I think Keegan had, you know, kind of one of those games, unfortunately, that wasn't great. He kept getting blown by by Booker again. Booker is Devin Booker. Uh, but it was, you know, getting some of the other guys into foul trouble like Sabonis. Um, I know Keegan's going to work at it. He's going to obviously get better at that defense. But I also, too, want to give a shout-out to Harrison Barnes. He finished the game with nine points and eight rebounds. Um, those eight rebounds are fucking huge. So I think people need to lay off him for a freaking second because everyone just constantly wants to look at the points and you know him missing his shots and this, this, and this. But when it comes down to it, when you get eight rebounds in a game, you're contributing to your team. Um, I thought our second-chance points, we got a lot. We always we had a bunch of second chance opportunities, which is huge in the NBA. So shout out to them. They got out of there. It wasn't wasn't a pretty win, but hey, I'll take an ugly win any day. So they got out of Phoenix with a win and they're coming back home. So shout out to the beam team. Absolutely. I agree with all you said, Liz. Like honestly, what else can we say about De'Aaron Fox? That man is everything to Sacramento. We're so lucky to watch him play every night. And him just uh going turning it on. He had like eleven what was it, like eleven points? In, uh, going into the fourth quarter and for him to finish with uh, 34 points just says why he just knew he had to turn it up for the t- team, especially with 
the Suns, you know, trying to come back. Like, they cut it to six points at one point. So he understood he had to, like, you know, lead the team and uh, lead it on the court and everything. So, yeah, just just um, the Kings understanding that with a game like this, the Suns had a lot of players missing. Like, KD was out. Beal has been out. Like, they just had a lot of players out. So we knew Book uh, Booker had to do a lot for this team. And the double teaming, like was said, was um, it was disrupting their – offense and it was definitely making it hard for book as well um so i just glad to see that in the end we came <clears throat> we showed more effort on the defensive side and the offensive side and we came out with a win so yeah yeah and and i'm glad you mentioned that just to keep it a bean right no mm-hmm. kd no grayson allen and i'm glad the kings took advantage i'm glad they cleaned up their yeah. act in the second half like i said earlier um and i know i usually don't say this but yeah if their stars are out, we need to take advantage and win these games, uh-huh. which they did. And again, we take Domas for granted. The quietest double-double ever. Uh, you wouldn't even know it. 15 and 17. Uh, amazing. So shout out to him. And I really do think, even though we are going to give Sasha his flowers, this is still not the breakout game that I know he could have. Seriously. Uh, I know he'd go up another gear. Uh, but yeah, two for three from three. Um, 71% from the field. Love it. Great win in Phoenix. And I will say I was at that game, the, the Kessler Edwards game where he uh, had himself a ball game. I was out there in Phoenix and we always seem to get calls here for whatever reason. This might be the one arena where it's not five against eight for the Kings. You know what I'm saying? And we'll talk about the barn slender slander later. Absolutely ridiculous. At least Hopefully it quiets down for the next 24 hours uh, and everyone chills with their thing pieces and whatnot. Kevin Herter didn't make a shot today. Hopefully there's no Kevin Herter hit pieces release in the next 72 hours until Tuesday until the next game. Uh, hopefully we understand that sometimes it happens. Okay. Let's allow these players some grace. Relax. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. So with this Suns win, we've run the table on the top 16, six teams in the Western conference, top seven teams. Uh, so we've beaten the Timberwolves, beaten the Thunder, Nuggets, Lakers, Mavs, Suns. Again, we all know who we can't beat so far, which is the Pelicans and the Rockets, but it is what it is. It's so disappointing how we can't figure out that Pelicans team, and they got absolutely embarrassed last night on national fucking TV. I mean, nothing pisses me off more when that kind of stuff happens um, because obviously we've beat the Lakers twice this year. Um, and then the Lakers just absolutely embarrassed. I mean, granted the Lakers were just hitting fucking everything. Torian Prince had like a shit ton of threes, you know, and that's not normally what he does, but I just, I'm happy that we play the Pelicans twice more um, because I think we need to get them figured out because we could potentially see a team like that in the playoffs. Um, I'm happy that, you know, because we've struggled against those kinds of teams like Minnesota, you know, the Pelicans. I want to see us get, a, you know, get some wins back against the Rockets as well. Uh, but yeah, just frustrating to watch that kind of stuff. I was hoping for obviously a competitive game, but for them just to lay a goose egg in a game like that um, was just really, really disappointing. I had higher hope from them, for them in that game, um, especially what they did to us, you know, on Monday. But uh, yeah, just disappointing by the Pelicans. I just think it's us. I think when the Pelicans see us, see the Kings, they see bl- they smell blood in the water, 
and they get after it and they play their best game and they go all out. And for whatever reason, the lights are too big for them when it comes to Vegas and playing against LeBron. Absolutely weird. Styles make fights, I guess. I guess the, uh, the Lakers are a poor matchup for them. But yeah, really disappointing. When you know we would have given Lakers a game. Well, that's what I'm saying, yeah. Because it's like, you know, we seem to be really competitive against the Lakers. Um, but yeah, I was just, I was hoping, like I said, when a team beats you, I respect it. So I kind of like root for that team. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, I'm going to root against the Lakers because they're the freaking Lakers. But I'm like rooting for them. If if we're going to lose to a team, then go out and run the table, bust some ass. But for them just to lay a goose egg like they did last night, I was like, I had higher hopes for them. And just the reports that are coming out about Zion, um, you know, with him not wanting to diet and, you know, work out, stay healthy. Uh, that's that's pretty disappointing because, I mean, they have a good young team. And it's like, I feel like he's in a way being a diva if he's trying to, like, kind of push his way out of there. I'm not going to, like, shit on him and speculate. But, it, I mean, there's just been that speculation for a few years now with him being hurt and all that stuff. But just, yeah, just disappointing with that team because um, they can – they could do some damage and then they drop a goose egg like that. Um, and it happens. It always happens in the NBA when your team gets, you know, a couple bad games and they just get blown out because they're not hitting any shots and the game's over by halftime. But, um, yeah, I was just hoping for a better game last night. I'll give Zion a pass, though. If he acts this way with this with his second team, then we know what the problem is. But you never know about it, the environment of an organization. You know what I mean? Uh, sometimes the, if the fit's not there, it's it's just not there and just good things never come from it. So we'll see. Hopefully he gets to go to another team. They trade him. I doubt they will because they know his potential. But, yeah, you, you just never know what happens with the relationship between a player and an and, and organization. I think I think the whole, like, uh, oh, Kings traded away the wrong point guard, oh, uh, Pacers chose the wrong point, whatever the narrative may be, I think those come out whenever, like, either Fox has a really good game or Tyrese has a really good game. And what people love more, more than anything is clout and they love clicks. So what they know that saying like, Oh, Kings traded away the, um, the wrong point guard or whatever is going to bring clicks because people are going to like latch onto that and jump onto that. But if you're truly a Kings fan and you've watched the Kings, you know how much um, and what the, what Fox means uh, to the Kings. Like we are not in the position that we are without Fox. He has put his, this team on his back multiple times throughout his career. Even when we sucked, like the one, the few times we won, we wouldn't win without him. So um, yeah, people really need to like understand, like, and stop overreacting after losses. Like Daly was saying, like against the Pelicans. Yeah, it sucked. We wanted to win um, maybe this tournament or whatever, but again, it, really doesn't mean anything it was just a regular season game just another way to uh the nba to make money so the overreactions always are the worst and social media again it's like that's the day and age we live in right where people are just you know overreacting on social media but as a king's fan i'm ecstatic to have kept fox he has done um better than i think any of us would ever expected for him to play like that he's a superstar i'm calling it right now i don't care people like hesitate um, saying that Fox isn't a superstar, but he is a superstar. He should be getting uh, MVP votes. He should be top five. He should be getting the ballot should be set right now. I don't care. I don't. It's only like twenty games in, but 
um, Fox is a superstar and he should be getting MVP considerations. Yeah, it, it's to the point now where I really hope, and I know this team, the front or front office, this organization understands what they have in Fox and how they just need to get the right piece or two to take him over the hump. We don't want to waste a player like this. How many players in the NBA are, are lat, get at an all-NBA level that just never had the opportunity to go deep in the playoffs because of their personnel uh, surrounding them? So, yeah, it's I, I really hope uh, we could do that for him and, and so he we could get his career uh, and his legacy on the right path. I will say this. All these people with these hit pieces on Harrison Barnes and all their little pieces on on – Tyrese Halliburton and De'Aaron Fox and, and, you know, who won the trade and all that. We all know that, let's just face it, some people just don't don't take losses well. And I've always said, you got to take your losses as well as you take your wins, period. Stay neutral. But if you get down to the dumps and you're hating life and you start looking at scapegoats, and we're talking prominent accounts here, well-respected, but for whatever reason, they still have their 16 years of trauma. And they can't handle a loss. And I get it. We wanted to win the IST. We really did. It would have been nice. But I'm over it. It happens. And so, yeah. you know, we have these tweets. Money, you should, you know, it, it's your move, money. Make a move. And it's like, Relax. We didn't lose to the Pelicans because of Harrison Barnes. Sure, Tyrese is getting a lot of praise right now. But guess what? The praise that he's getting now is the same amount of praise that we got last year. When the beam was lit for the first time, when De'Aaron and Domas were getting noticed by the rest of the basketball world. Same thing. We just forgot. That's all there is to it. We forgot all of our praise from last year and how well we're doing. It is what it is. It's sad that we can't handle losses. A lot of bitch babies out there. All right. Our next speaker is the OG, Jill Adge. What's going on, Jill? Hey, guys. How's it going? It's going. It's a Friday night. All these sickos are here. What's up, Jill? <laughs> yeah, I know you brought up the whole rumor thing, and I can just say that that's not a thing. So just move on from it. Like, act like it was not said because it's not a thing. But I will say that I really don't think Toronto's actually going to trade him unless they get a godfather offer because I really do think they like the tandem of OG and Scotty together so just putting that out there I think Siakam's going to be the one that's going but I do think they're actually going to try and keep OG and sign him long term um I will say that kind of to what Liz was saying when I hopped on talking about Monty and trades and stuff his bread and butter, you know, outside of the Sabonis has been like working around the edges. And I do think he has enough that he can try and do those kind of moves again. We saw he tried to do it last year with Thibel and Bando. It didn't work, but it wasn't that he wasn't looking for anything, right? He still has to land it. But I do think there's moves out there like that, that aren't the big necessarily names, but that are players that would be able to come here and you could use, you know, picks and Davion and things like that. And you can get, add more right to your squad. So I do think that there are ways that um, he'll be able to move without necessarily the big ones, but I will say in terms of like the Barnes discourse, cause 
you know, I've been on him at times, but it's more so because I think he can be better. Like, I don't think that um, in the off season, somehow he just, you know, lost things. But I do think it's him trying to, you know, and the team, you know, Brown even said it as much, trying to figure out kind of where he fits in with this group now. But with that being said, as going into this game, the Kings starting lineup, they had played 150 minutes together. They were third in offensive rating, sixth in defensive rating in terms of most minutes played as for lineups. And there's there's 12 lineups total that have played together 150 minutes or more. So the Kings are third and sixth falling on offensive defense in that. But in terms of that, the Kings have actually gotten better three points offensively and defensively they went from a 116 defensive rating to a 107 and that's with Barnes in there so I think we have to even talk about it where it's not that it's even bad it's this team's doing good with this lineups but I do think that we you know it's it's said and we want it we know what they could be if that makes sense if they really do get a full upgrade in that position and so you know, whether it happens or not, just know that at least with this group that we're seeing now, they're legitimately putting up better numbers than they did last year, which, you know, broke records with this group. So in terms of that, I think there's just, you know, some things to be said that it might look off, but numbers wise, um, they're actually playing better. And just kudos to Monty as well for grabbing Vizenkov with a, what, pick 40-something and getting him on the deal that he did because he's been an absolute steal so far. Right? And then Lyles, right? Getting the getting Lyles for, for Bagley, another, you know, around-the-edges move. But I think those are the kind of things that we're probably going to end up looking at come the deadline. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing that Sasha was literally plug-and-play. Because his basketball feel is so great and his shooting is so great. Yeah, and he looks, you know, he's getting, you can see him getting more comfortable with different guys, you know, every game he plays, which is exciting. Um, and I did like seeing his minutes with um, Fox and Monk as well. I thought that they've kind of been creating a good um, trio when Fox is uh, playing, you know, more with the bench guys, have how. Uh, Brown flexes that out. And so I think Fox finds um, Vezzy in good positions. And then even in the third quarter with Sabonis playing the the whole third quarter, he did a good job of finding um, Vizenkov for for cuts and things like that. So um, I love his his IQ. He's always moving. And so he seems to get positioned himself really well so that when he gets the ball, he can do something meaningful with it. So it's it's nice to see. Yeah, especially on the defensive end too, because of his basketball feel. He's always in the past. Three lanes. steals. Yeah. yeah. He's been great. Um, absolutely. And I mentioned Sasha because we have the biggest Sasha fan here uh on King's Twitter in Emmy. Emmy, welcome. I, I was looking forward to hearing from you since Sasha had a, a fantastic Hey guys. Game. Hi. Good evening, first of all. Very, very great game. It's he's great. It's the best game so far in his career, as far as points goes. And as far as minutes, very, very good. I hope he gets more and more. And Jill, congrats on his pronunciation. The last thing, very, very clear. 
Very good. Oh, thank you. <laughs> he's he's great. He's improving. I think what's helping him is his family being there and uh, against the Pelicans, his girlfriend was at the arena, actually, to my knowledge. So that's helping him a little bit. He's otherwise everything good. We are also proud of him and with the plus and minus, that's very good also. And if you have questions, should shout them. So, Emmy, and I'm sure you would agree, we've yet to see Sasha really have the breakout game that he's capable of, right? Right. But as far as points, I think that's his best in the career. 14 points. He's like, he's playing a lot. He's getting used to the NBA style, but he's getting better. I know Christina and a few others who know how upset I was when he wasn't getting any minutes and how upset I was at the New Orleans game when he only got six minutes and zero points. That made me, like, very upset. I hope he has more games, like, tonight, like, against the Warriors and against Clippers. Even though we lost against the Clippers, it was a great game for him, especially with the plus and minus stats. Yeah, 100%. So I'm really happy for you. And, and yes, I think this is his season high for the NBA. And uh, just in case, if I don't hear from you all, happy holidays to you guys. I mean, I'll try to come on, but I don't know how long. Emmy, likewise, happy holidays to you as well. Thank you for calling. Welcome. Good and, night. And Jill, you were uh, saying something. Yeah, sorry. I mean, I know to her point, he extended a lot of offensive. Um, the, the offensive side of the ball when he was getting the, the second chance rebounds. I mean, it was, he was extending plays. So um, that was really nice to see. He's, his rebounding has completely translated. So um, he's not afraid to get in there and um, with the scrum and move around. So, um, but kudos to him that I felt like he had, I want to say at least two offensive rebounds that led to um, second chance points. So, yeah. Jill, I agree. Also, he had three blocks t- tonight against the Phoenix Suns. And the only player I'm truly sad that he missed the, th- the Phoenix is uh, not Kevin, Damien. He's out again with serious injuries. For but, Damian, uh, Damian Lee? Yes. Got it. Yep. Risk of surgery. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Emmy, thank you so much for calling in. We appreciate you. You're welcome. Obviously, I'm in the Bay Area. I'll try to call in when I get a chance. Thank you, guys, for the podcast. We love it. Thank you so much. Keon got the DPOG. I also want to shout out Chemezi Metu. It's really nice to see him uh, continue his career in Phoenix. Kind of weird seeing him in, in a Phoenix uniform, but he had himself a ball game. It was the best outcome that I was hoping for. Him going off and getting his and then us getting the W. Perfect. I could root for him and still get my win for my team. You know what I mean? Amazing. Uh, You guys are the best. Basketball sickos on a Friday night. Um, Thank you, Jill, for being here. And and thanks, as always, my my two co-pilots, Liz and Naima, for sacrificing their Friday night uh, to be here with me. Uh, You guys are the best. Thanks, y'all.